to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Alex. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, yeah, do a little bit of a plug-in. Okay, so um, I, I've, uh, I've got a show called the Thorskin Podcast, and we've split our show into three different shows. We have Thorskin Podcast, which is a general look on movies tv gaming what's going on the week it's p it's, it's um r-rated we kind of poke fun at everything what's bad and what's good we also have a a spin-off show it started off on thorskin but it became so popular we decided to put it on as mini episodes called superhero bar fight and what we do is we take um me and jimmy and my co-host we don't have a doctorate in comic books we know just enough to get by but what we do is we take random comic book heroes from all walks of life we'll have earthworm jim rick sanchez judge dread all kinds of different characters and we put them against each other because everybody wants to know who would win against earthworm jim and judge dread of course uh, and i also do <laughs> the third show we do is the weekly bazaar i do that with my good friend garrett scott who's in arizona of course as you can tell i'm in the uk and we take stories that are in the news but are just utterly bizarre and um, we like we talk about news that we think you guys should be listening to rather than the usual political jargon that's that fills our headlines um so that's that's what we are you can find us on podbean and youtube and everywhere else you can find um podcasts so yeah the thor skin podcast thanks for that um today we are doing a themed week it's gonna be our well we're basically gonna have another theme week next week as well so it's it's wonderful it's wonderful i love me a theme week uh and I'm going to... I'm stretching on this, but all three of these people are considered evil in at least one way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this is going to be our Evil Ladies Week, or Evil evil Woman Week. And so first, we're going to be talking about the stretch that I had to make to make this a theme week. Namorita! Like I said, I don't have a doctor in comic books. Straight away, over my head, so explain. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you think Namorita is, before we get started? Um, I have no idea. Namorita. Sounds like an alien to me. <laughs> Someone from another planet. <laughs> does does Namorita have powers? What are they wearing? Um, Namorita sounds... Uh, I guess you could say... Hmm, I don't know. Namorita. Yes, she has powers, and she wears... Um, I'm going off Rita from Power Rangers, so I'm saying she wears green leather. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I thought you were going to go with the original and uh, just uh, the Madonna, like it's a very flowy suit with the Madonna cone boobs. The cone boobs and the crazy headdress, yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll, well go with the original. Uh, um, well, uh, Namorita is actually Namor's cousin. Oh, wow, fantastic. Yeah, she's, uh, she is a, j- just think of, traditionally attractive 80s person. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, and also, like, she kind of takes after her uh, cousin, wears as little as possible. Um, she's just kind of wearing a suit covering her bits, just like Namor does, it's green scales, and she has wings on her ankles. Imagine so, the designer. Give her wings. I don't want to give her wings in the generic place. Let's just do them on her ankles. But- well, she is basically a female clone of Namor, who also has wings on his ankles. So, so Namorita. Can I be really basic and ask who Namor is? 
<laughs> Namor. Well, Namor is someone we were talk we be will we will be talking about in a more substantive way in the future. In the next in the next book, actually, because he's under some mariner in there. But Namorita is a uh, Namor Namor is the Prince of Atlantis. He is a half human, uh, half Atlantean. He can fly. Um, he's also the king of Atlantis because he's shredded like a ninja turtle. Oh right, brilliant! Everybody likes that. Uh... Yeah, he, and he is he when he wears a short shirt, it has to show off his abs because why would what? <laughs> and also, he is categorically the best because if you say otherwise, you're wrong because he is the best. Oh, okay. Well, you say uh, it's very generic Marvel. Let's 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 be beefy as hell. Well, well, no, no. He's he breaks out of the uh, generic Marvel Marvel uh, mold of just be beefy because he is the best. But uh, but Namorita is the cousin of Namor. Uh, so her real name is Namorita, but on the surface world, she is known by Namorita Printus. Um, she also goes by the name Nita. That's better. Let's stick to Nita. <laughs> yeah. uh, she her occupation is student at Empire State University. Um, she is a citizen of Atlantis and naturalized citizen of the uh, United States, but is still a minor because at this at this point she is still a teenager. I think her mother is dead, and so is her father. It was Namor and Talon, and she is Namor's first cousin. And she first showed up in Submariner, issue number 50, am, uh, Who Am I, in June 1972. As most of early Submariner stuff, um, since the 50s, Bill Everett was the artist and writer. If you like, if you like, uh, if you like Submariner, you like Bill Everett, basically. Um, so, like, it, the, the way the plot sounds, you know how uh, Marvel and DC have a, a, a kind of do- doppelganger of each of each hero? You know, for, instead of the Flash, you've got Quicksilver, etc., etc. This sounds very much like, um, like Supergirl, you know, the cousin of Superman in college trying to make, you know, a life for herself. And then all of a sudden these things happen to her. That's very much what it sounds like. Yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much that, but I Namorita very much comes into her own. At least, I mean, Supergirl does too. It just took a little bit, um, but she kind of came into her own fairly quickly. So she is the only daughter of Namora, the pink-skinned daughter of a human mother and a Atlantean father, and that is an Atlantean slur slur for humans. <laughs> so pink skin, yeah. Uh, and Talon, who is a blue-skinned member of the uh, Homo Mormanus, who is an Atlantean, basically. So her father was killed when uh, the Atlantean city of uh, Martinez was killed uh, was destroyed by nuclear weapon testing by the surface world travelers when Namorita was three. Uh, her and her mother, among the new survivors, uh, migrated across the Arctic to reach the uh, Pacific Ocean. Where they uh, eventually came to a small outskirt cities of the city state uh, Lumeria, which is something I'm not going to get into because it involves a lot of backstory. But Lumeria is basically the Pacific ver- Pacific o- sea- Ocean version of Atlantia. 
Yeah, listen to my Gohar episode where someone says his name is probably Gore, but I believe it's Gohar because it sounds like something a bear would name its child. <laughs> and any of you four skindred that are listening to this, make sure you do go back and listen to these episodes because they're great. I've just had to listen back. This city was ruled by Prince Marrow, who under Naga, the emperor of the Lumerian Empire, was curing favor. Uh, so Lyra, again, re-listened to that episode. It was with the wonderful uh, Alyssa. Um, and you can listen to that. Uh, she is blue and has, well, she's green and she has a pot leaf on her belt because I don't know. Just, she just does. Yep. 420. Blaze it. Do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Murrow, who Lyra was trying to court, um, was starting to become attracted to Namora. And then shortly after, Namora was found dead. You know, and, Namorita, being a uh, a smart, intelligent, young woman, was just like, maybe Lyra did it. The evil person. That sounds like, <laughs> like something an evil person might do. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then not after, not long after, Prince Mera also died. And Lyra just all of a sudden became the Empress. It's funny how that happens, eh? Yeah, it's really weird. I wonder if anyone could have done this. Hmm. As a, as an empress, Lyra welcomed Prince uh, Barar to Lemuria, and they both plotted to overthrow Namor. They just can kind of, you know, were stockpiling uh, weapons. Lyra um, joined them uh, after being deposed to rule Ab rule by a popular uprising so she was kind of taken down but then she was just like hey this person's popular i'm gonna just stick with him it'd still be the same amount of power uh but they decided both of them decided to use namorita as their pawn against namor and uh she reluctantly uh complied but due to fatigue and the bungling a bungled the bungled attempt they uh bearar captured uh, Namorita anyway, and him and his cousin were uh, prisoners while he attacked Atlantis. Namor eventually foiled his attempt and uh, put Namorita in the care of his human friend, uh, uh, Betty Dean Pretus, where she enrolled the Atlantean human hybrid into an American high school, and she kind of learned the ways of the surface people, and... Uh, she doesn't have a character until after the 80s and the 90s, when the 90s started, so. I take it when she went to, to college and got the uh, the surface people upbringing, then this is, I guess, where she got a humanity and a, a kindness from, I suppose? Is she a badass, or is she... A- uh, she's, she is, quote-unquote, good. Um, as good as you can be uh, of a part... That, I mean, as good as you can be, for the most part. Um, so... Basically, uh, in the '90s, she became part of the New Warriors. Did you have you heard anything of the New Warriors? Um, I've heard the name banded about, obviously through podcasts and things. Um, I think it was a Kevin, a Kevin Smith podcast. I think they were talking about it, but no, not not. So the New Warriors, um, they had a couple of iterations during the years. They were never very, never very like pop super popular but they're popular enough that people kind of keep away keep 
keep them around the characters. Uh, it involved like Speedball, um, Firestar, Namorita, uh, the Richard Nova, but not the uh, Nova that's around now. Well, he is around technically. Uh, Richard Ryder, um, and uh, Night Thrasher and Rage. Um, they are basically kind of like a like a C list C list Avengers type. And they're pretty interesting, but uh, they kind of went out of. They kind of became not so popular after a while, and then um, they became a. Then the New Warriors uh, eventually became a live-action television show, reality show. That must be where I heard that from. Then, yeah, Namorita was looked more Atlantean, so which meant she was blue. And uh, she was one of the reasons why Nitro, the the mutant Nitro, uh, exploded real big and killed 600 people in Stamford, Connecticut. And she was one of the direct reasons why the Superhuman Registration Act happened and the Civil War happened. So a, a, a C-list um, hero that actually makes one of the biggest moves in the the marvel universe that's crazy isn't it that happens yeah she uh and the reason why i am stretching to call her evil is because she caused a big old mess because she wanted ratings dominoes dominoes that's what she did she played dominoes and yeah that's what happened you do you think that this kind of had to happen or do you reckon like with the whole registration thing it was going to happen at some point wasn't it um, well, one of the things that, well, first off, like, <clears throat> the Civil War was a very, first off, very influential event, uh, and I think it was, it was received better at the time because it was definitely a, uh, it was a reaction to Bush, uh, George W. Bush-style politics, basically. And as you can tell, like, you know, a minority group caused a massive uh a massive event that caught cap natural attention and a and a very uh let's say overwrought government reacted way too strongly maybe you could see a little bit of parallels there it definitely got some sort of influence from there hasn't it um and honestly i'm gonna say this civil war as an event kind of a mess civil war as an event with consequences wonderful really great the consequences of civil war was really good and shaped a lot of really good stories and i think it was going to have to happen at some point because i feel like like something like that was going to happen as a comic event just because because you've always had these like governmental pressure pressures in the background of these of these comics, like the like the government trying to like control the Avengers in some way, or Shield just being you know being like, well, we have to stay in front of these superhumans because they can have the power to destroy the world if they want to, and they had to do something about that, and they kind of used the killing of six hundred people, including I think seventy seven children. Because they're in a school bus close by, um, as as the focal point, and I'm going to be honest, it makes sense why the government did that. They just overreacted. What I would say is, I would put it more in like a gun control, um, argument, because you have these and there are people 
which is why I also see the other side. There are people who have these amazing powers, who have the ability to some change reality. Some can like just destroy a city with just a you know, with just a few hours. Some are bulletproof and can't be taken down. And some of these people are incredibly evil. And they've been doing a lot of harm or during the years. And and like with guns, like you want the people to be licensed and to have some license and training. And that's what they were doing with the Superhuman Registration Act. Because all the superhumans were brought into the government, made to learn how to use their powers, and then they were they they were kind of monitored. And also they're kind of or weaponized, yes. And I can understand some of that, uh some of that, but also at the same time which you see kind of fall out in both the comics and stuff later, they were rounding people up and putting them in a jail that was in a different place and was pretty much unregulated. You might see some parallels. So, you know, so that's pretty much why. Like, the Civil War was a good event, but not a great event comic. Do you have, um, um, what was the catalyst then for this, this catastrophe that she... So much caught what she caused. What what happened? What was the catalyst? Uh, well, basically, they were doing a live action like superhero reality show. Her microbe, who is a guy who looks like the Blob, but really just has the power to like talk to microscopic people. I mean, microscopic uh, beings, single cell beings like microbes and like bacteria and stuff. Uh, and I forget the other person, but name Rita. Uh, and they were. Um, they were going to film a bust of a bunch of, like, evil mutants that were kind of hiding out in Stamford. And by the way, that's with N. With an M, by the way. Yeah, not N. M. Um, and uh, it turns out that Nitro was using something called a mutant growth hormone. Do you know anything what mutant growth hormones does in the uh, Marvel Universe? No, you're going to have to school me on that one. Okay, so mutant growth hormone does two things. It either amplifies or gives people, normal people, without their uh, X-gene activated, a power for a short amount of time, or it supercharges a mutant's existing power. Can you guess what Nitro's power is? I guess he's uh, he's explosive. He can explode. And he was on mutant growth hormone, and he made this big old explosion. Oh, dear. When, because, like, he was being attacked, and they're just like, well, we could beat him. Like, you know, we beat people like him before. But this time, he was on steroids, basically, and exploded a city, basically. And is he, so is he a bad guy or a good guy? Because I'm wondering if he's bad a good guy. He's a bad guy. So he wasn't, like, lying there thinking, whoa, what have I done? He was like, yes. No, no. Well, he, he's a bad guy. So, yeah, so I think we're kind of just, I think, uh, for the most part, I think we got... Again, I'm stretching to call her evil, but the U.S. government thought she was evil, so that's why I said evil in some way to someone. Um, She's a good girl that did a bad thing. There you go. And also, but also, like, she wasn't really a person until the 90s. Like, in the comic book. So, she kind of showed up in the 70s and then showed up a lot with, like, the Submariner and the, I mean, in and stuff with her, with him and then um 
she became part of the New Warriors. And then the one of the first things she did in the 2000s, whenever she first showed up, is cause a giant explosion. Oh, wow. Well, that's <laughs> that's what happened. She, show, she rocks back up, hey, do you remember me? And then all of a sudden, boom, it's like, I'll go and die in again. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, she... F- also, she kind of fought against Thanos sometimes, uh, like with the new warriors and blah 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 blah. But let's get to her stats. She is five six, weighs one sixty, has blue eyes and blonde hair. She possesses uh, superhuman strength, and she can lift about ten tons on land under optimal conditions. Fantastic. Uh, so she has all the powers that a normal Tian would have. Uh, she is able to withstand great water pressure, able to breathe under under the sea. Has a, she can also like withstand like freezing temperatures really easily. Cool. And she has a specific specifically uh, developed vision, which enables her to see green, the green through, to the green portion of the visible spectrum, so she can kind of see uh, like the Atlanteans. And in murky ocean depths. Uh, she does not have gills. She has lungs that allows her to extract the oxygen from the water when she inhales it. So it's kind of like an internal set of gills. So she, so she takes in the water and then she breathes out the water, but, they, but gets the you know oxygen from it. Uh, well, she could also swim about... Uh, 29, 26 knots, which is 30 miles per hour, for several hours without tiring. That's, that's impressive. I mean, so, yeah, um, she's a badass on, on land, and she's even more of a badass in the water. Yeah. And uh, because she's a hybrid, though, with, with uh, humans, uh, she can breathe, but she can also breathe air. Most Atlanteans cannot breathe air. And she was also a she's also a mutant, an Atlantean mutant, and that's why she can fly because she has those wings on the her thing that she could fly. That how how does the physics work with that? I I, I just well, have this. Shh, shh, shh. We don't ask. It just happens. She can fly about thirty five miles an hour. As okay, well. okay. Because it's not known how she flies. Or Namor flies. She just does. Okay, so that that that's fine. That's fine. I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comic book fan too. I understand these things. <laughs> yeah, and she could uh, she could fly for about an hour before she uh, becomes fatigued, and she also can carry about three hundred pounds with her while she's going at maximum speed uh, while flying. Um, but it's but it, she tires a little bit easier when she's carrying, you know, stuff with her. But, but yeah. So, what do you think about her? I think she's pretty cool. I think she's uh, she sounds very underrated. You know, you saying she's like kind of a C class in the background kind of hero. I feel like you know uh, she's very. It's very similar to. I don't want to keep comparing DC to Marvel, but I bet it happens a lot on the show. But she sounds very much like Aquaman, like a female version of Aquaman, who I think is underrated too. You know, the fact that she can swim 30 miles an hour in water without a break for, uh, did you say four hours or something? That's Several hours. So that could be, so that can be from, 
from uh, four to to like ten, I think. I think is where several stops. And the fact that she's at a she's at a bout with with Thanos as well. That's a a, a claim to fame, I suppose. Whether you've won or lost, which in most cases she's probably lost. Um, and the fact that she's had um, a significant um, input into one of the biggest events in the Marvel universe. I mean, she, she sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah. And also, um, she showed up in uh, the 80 Spider-Man, the Spider-Man cartoon in 81, uh, where uh, where the Submariner shows up. She gets sick because of pollution caused by the Kingpin. And she also has a cameo in the fa- 1994 uh, Fantastic Four cartoon called Doomsday, where she's just kind of swimming with some dolphins in the background. Of course, so she's just always just kind of there in the background, isn't she? And of course, she shows up in Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, both of those video games. She was an NPC as well as in the first one. But the second one is she is the cause of the beginning of why the game started. So because that's based off some war. Yeah, so I think we're done talking about her because I also think she's pretty cool. Uh, The New Warriors is a pretty fun uh, she shows up in one of my more favorite comics from the last, I'd say, about five years. Yeah, give or take. Well, actually, I would say ten. Um, uh, where she shows up in Avengers Arena, uh, which is uh, basically a, bl- which is basically just battle royale with uh, teenage uh, superheroes. And it's great to learn about new characters, especially one as awesome as this one. So yeah, thank you very much for. For schooling me, bro. You're welcome. So let's get to the end of this episode uh, and let's do those plugs again. Again, Thor Skin Podcast. Um, we talk about movies, TV, gaming. Um, we do superhero bar fight. We pit random heroes against each other. We discuss the outcome. Uh, we also throw a poll on social media to see how right or how wrong we got it. And then we got the Weekly Bazaar with myself and Garrett Scott, who's in Arizona, talking about news. That's bizarre, but great to talk about. And you can get that on the Thor Skin podcast channel, which is on Podbean, YouTube, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Okay. So um, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in some some detail. And we also talk about other things. Um cryptid related uh besides that i also have a instagram where you can see my my handsome handsome cat on um at marvelous mooch we talk about him a lot and i think eventually i'm going to do uh speaking of pets i do have the uh marvel pets handbook as well um, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a Patreon is, and if I can just get my hosting fees co- covered, I'll do an extra episode a month. That sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. Extra episode a month where we talk about some of Marvel's pets and the animal. Yeah. So, um, I will get more information on that at some other point. Cause I have not even set that up yet, but, um, yeah, and uh, also if you just uh, maybe share, uh, maybe share the episode, wait, review, subscribe, do all that junk, which every podcast tells you to do, um, 
Because, you know, I'm going to be honest here, I'm kind of stagnating. And I feel like I, you know, am due for another boost because I hit these plateaus occasionally. So maybe help me out. Each one of you people that share this, you will have 25 friends that might be interested. And each one of them people will also have 25 friends that might be interested. So do that. Share, like, and subscribe. You know, we love you. So, um, so... Thank you for listening. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Bye. Peace out. Thank you very much for having me.